0: Well, we look back, back to Revelation. We look at at the book of Revelation and um, we see that these letters that John sent to these churches, these were churches who were struggling. These were churches who people were getting killed and people were getting put in prison. And, you know, and we're not talking about, you know, you go to a prison where you got a weight room, and a law library. And, you know, and, and times are good. Conjugal visits and all this great stuff. No, you talk about being thrown into a Roman prison back in the first century. And your fate was going to be, you know, either one, getting wrapped up in oil cloths, lit on fire, so you could be a torch for Caesar's party, or you get fed to hungry lions out in the middle of the Colosseum where you get tied to a post and burned alive. Uh, And God didn't rescue those people. Mm. Why didn't he rescue those people? They were faithful unto death and horrible deaths. Why Mm -hmm. didn't God rapture them out? And we think God's going to rapture us out when we don't even read our Bibles we don't even know what we believe or disbelieve, <laughs> you know, and, and you got churches that, you know, are essentially, um, you know, knuckling under to the the ungodly powers that be, something that uh, I've, I've wondered about because uh, Maria and, and Mike were talking about this, mm-hmm. you know, how you had a lot of churches get behind the vaccine all of a sudden. You need to take these vaccines. We're going to open our church as a vaccination center and all this stuff. Church got. Why did the church get so behind the vaccine? Is it because they believe in its efficacy? Because they believe it really is going to help mankind not to transmit disease, or was it because of their uh, anti-LGBTQ stance that the controlling powers in government and society turned against them Mm -hmm. and? threatened maybe threatened their tax-exempt status or threatened to curb their activity in some way and to gain favor with these people who they offended by their stand uh, they decided to hey let, let's push the vaccine they'll like us and whenever you have a church that is knuckling under to whatever it is you know whether you believe in the vaccines or whether you don't that's not the issue right there but why is the church getting behind this? And I think the church is getting behind it because they're wanting to curry favor with the world. And nope. if they're doing that, then you're you're in a situation where the church is gonna to have to go underground. The real believers are gonna to have to go underground because they can't be part of an institution that's got one foot, you know, in the church building and the other foot's, you know, in, in Congress or the other foot's in the White House or the Supreme Court or whatever. Uh, the evil empire. Uh, you know, it's just it, you know, and and God's going to rescue us. He's going to come and get us. You know, we're doing this kind of stuff. We're knuckling under to the world. We're playing. We're playing footsie with the evil government. And God's going to rapture us out when He didn't rapture out faithful people who died horrible deaths for His name. You know, I, that's that's my problem with with the whole thing about the rapture and when the rapture takes place. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I hate to say this because I don't think God owes anybody an apology. But it's like if he rescues this church today in America, if he takes us out of the world so we don't have to have any bad stuff happen to us, he's He's going to have to explain something to those first century martyrs.
1: You know? oh, I, mean, I, I,
0: just...
1: I, I agree with you. It was That was actually a question that I, that's been on my list of questions to ask. Uh, people during conversations like this that I've never really figured out how to frame it. So I'm glad that you actually brought it up because I never wanted to seem like I was being an ass, you know, asking a question like that, saying, well, why well, that, didn't he that, save?" that's my job, Dustin? Yeah, I was going to say, why, di- why didn't God <laughs> save all these other, the <laughs> other people throughout history? Or, for instance, let's say the COVID vaccine is the worst that people think it is, right? Then Why didn't God intervene before, you know, half of the world or more went and got jabbed up? You know, people that were forced to make a decision between bringing home a paycheck to put food on their table or risking, you know, I don't getting cancer or being hooked up to the B system or whatever a lot lot of people think it is. We'll never really know. No one's ever really going to know what this was. But um, I'm like, well, why didn't God intervene then? You know, before that all occurred, so that that was a question that I was gonna I was gonna ask you. I've, I meant to ask others, and I'm always like, I don't know, I don't want to seem like I'm um, questioning their uh, their belief system too hard. Um, not not that or, I am. At I'm at just curious about being, all this.
0: You know, I was gonna say at risk of being the ass. You know, I'll say this: that one of the things that that really changed my began the change of my perspective on the end times was when I was in Bible college, I took a Greek class and we had to translate a passage. Give us a passage. and We had to translate it. And I had to translate second Thessalonians uh, chapter two. Now this is, this is interesting. And for all of you out there in radio land and data land that disagree with me, I understand. I don't hold it against you, but I can't, I cannot look otherwise than this. If you read Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together unto him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken and mind or alarmed. Okay, let's go back to the first part of the sentence. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Greek word is parousia. And the parousia is used Almost exclusively in the New Testament to mean the second coming of Christ, the actual, real, literal second coming of Christ, and are being gathered together unto him. And that is what most people take to be the rapture. Now, mm. there is, in the Greek language, it's, it's kind of like in science, you know, you, you, have, you have laws. And there are laws in the Greek language. When you take everything that was written in ancient Greek, the New Testament, the Old Testament, uh, the writings of Socrates and Plato and Hippocrates and, and the Greek tragedies and plays and all the mythology and all that kind of stuff, every single thing that was written in the ancient Greek language, and you find certain patterns of speech or parts of speech or phrases or whatever that are alike every single time in every single case in every single instance in every single document that's a law Mm -hmm. doesn't vary at all anywhere if you read homer's odyssey or if you read the new testament or if you read the medical records of Hippocrates, it doesn't matter it always shows up the same way exactly the same that's law and there is a law in the greek language called granville sharp because he was the man who came up or or coined it Gramble Sharp's Law of Kai Connectives. Everybody, you need to know that for the test, okay? <laughs> At the <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> but the word Kai, K-A-I, is a Greek word, one of the Greek words for and, A-N-D, okay? Now, in this law that Gramble Sharp pointed out, when you have a subject that is uh, prefaced by a direct article, the parousia, the second coming of our Lord. And then you've got another subject, our being gathered together unto him without a definite article in front of it. So you've got definite article, subject, I, and another subject, but no definite article. They're talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they would have put a definite article in front of what we take to be the rapture, being gathered together unto him. So what this says is that the parousia, the second coming of the Lord, and our gathering together unto him take place at the same time. It is the same event. And that's one of the reasons that I have problems with rapture theology, because the people who want to... Turn it into something that happens either before or after or in the middle of the tribulation or well, after tribulation, that would work. But um, it, it looks to me, if you're taking this as law, Greek law, and it's the same construct everywhere, the same way, definite article, subject, another definite article, or another subject with no definite article, joined by this word and, chi. Blank and blank. One definite article, two subjects. It's the same thing.
1: Oh, and I can't,
0: I can't argue with that. I, that's that that flipped me out when I did that. I had to go to the professor and say, "This can't be right, can it?" And he goes, "Yeah, actually, it can be." <laughs> you know, and it, it blew my mind because that was not my theology. My theology was, "Hey, man, the Lord's going to come and get us before the bad stuff starts happening." And when the Antichrist shows up, boom, we're out of here. Um, and all but that's that's not that's not what that verse says in the languages. Um so now there are people who argue that and I respect them they're smarter than me uh, but I can't get past that um right. so to me it just looks like from the Greek from that passage right there and from Granville Sharp's Law of Chi connectives that the second coming of Christ and the rapture of the church take place at the very same time.
1: Wow. That's interesting. All right. So, So, um,
0: that, that kind of blew me away. And, and like I said, I still know people that are diehard rapture people. And, uh, I get why they are. I was too one time. Um, but, um, I can't, like I said, my conviction is based on that and I can't get away from that. I just, I just can't. And, um, you know, so it's. It's just one of, those, one of those things like that. But, I mean, like I said, good, Christian, decent people argue about different things. And uh, I understand why they do, don't always understand how they came to their conclusions. But I was at that conclusion one time, so I, I, I try to be uh, charitable. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean, I, I, I try to respect somebody's beliefs because I believed it one time, too. And it's not that I was wrong at the time. I don't think there there is a wrong and a right here. Um, that if you disagree with my views on the millennium or my views on the rapture or my views on any of this stuff, that you're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong. I think what we need to do, like I said, be open-minded, study, 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 ask lots of questions, demand answers, go find the answers if nobody will give them to you, and let's try to find a way to... Negotiate this big sea of end times theology in such a way that motivates us to be more vigilant and to be more sober minded. That doesn't I mean you can't drink beer. You know what I'm saying? That, that we we don't get sucked into the technology. We don't get sucked into the matrix. Um, that we we stay vigilant. We stay alert. Um, we work towards doing what Christ told us to do: is make disciples of all the nations. We occupy till He comes. And, uh, and if that means, our going to jail or are not being able to buy or sell uh, or any of those things, then you know that that's that's what it takes. Jesus said that in the letters to the churches. He says, "Some of you guys resist unto death, and you'll get a crown of life in, in the next world." Um, so you know, I think if we were a militantly active church. Really doing the Lord's work feverishly. It wouldn't be—I don't agree with it—but it wouldn't be wrong to think maybe God might rapture that church. Yeah. But when I look at the church here, you know, when I, you look look at, at Christians who live in Muslim lands, you know, who who are in danger of dying every single day. Now, there's a guy that probably deserves to be raptured. But over here, you know, you, we, I don't have time to go to church. I got to watch Netflix. <laughs> you know? I don't have time to evangelize. I need to know my, my story is coming on <laughs> or or whatever. You know, I, I need to take my psychedelics and put on my headset.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. Um, and, then, and then that's the other thing, Dana, is like people tend to think about it in terms of them or their, you know, neighborhood or this country. This is this is a worldwide Thing we're talking about here you know so if there's a rapture it's not your neighborhood hey i'm gonna rapture yeah. dana and dustin <laughs> forget about everyone else we'll get to the we'll get to the ukrainians <laughs> and the russians and those guys later uh, that's out of the equation that's that's what people forget that's why to me if there's ever any sort of uh end time stuff in play here the technocracy to me plays into this because this is a worldwide issue. So when you're dealing with central bank digital currency with over 105 countries now running pilots and tests and some places implementing it, you have 190 countries with central banks that are part of the central banking uh, system with only base, I think it's nine countries that don't have one, but they basically have a variation of it. When we're looking at, as I look at that as evil, the evil side is worldwide. They are building the, the sort of the slave system or. You know, if people want to think of it as a beast system worldwide this is why now i go oh some of this stuff makes a lot more sense to me and times because the evil is encompassing the entire globe this new world order one world government whatever people want to call it it makes sense because if all the different countries around the world were doing different things and they were in different times under different cultures under different governments then i would say well how is there going to be an end times like people over in this country are prospering things are great People over here are suffering and dying. But the closer we get to where everyone in the world is actually experiencing almost the same thing at the same time, then it makes sense to me. And it seems like with technology, that is all starting to align right now, where the whole world is going to be operating almost under the same uh, structure. I I personally see technocracy as the government behind the government. So I look at, you know, if if you take England, they're in a quasi-technocracy where they have an illusion of a parliamentary system. You know, we live in a quasi-technocracy with the illusion of representative government. So I start to say, all right, well, the technology is actually ruling everything at this point. This makes a lot more sense to me. If I was trying to look at this on a timeline as where we'd get closer to end times, and like I said, even with the Antichrist, with technology now, it makes sense to me that there could be a man or a vision of a man who could now actually fulfill that, at least in you know modern times, because he can speak to everyone now, where before, if it was Elon Musk, he'd have to stand up, he starts talking, guess what? we know who he is here in the united states the rest of the world probably two percent know who elon musk is they don't really care about him how's he gonna speak to anybody so that that's why i'm like with the technology i can see the evil part of this actually rising and sort of engulfing the world the whole globe Uh, i mean look they're running cbdc tests in villages in africa right now i mean that, that that's how far and wide they're pushing the technology
0: well, I mean, you you, you brought up the um, you know the, the whole this whole digital currency thing that that they're really racing headlong to get done, and let's just say that Christians don't buy it. Well, are they going to be able to buy and sell? Cash is no longer money. You know, if you don't have any gold or silver that somebody wants or trade goods that somebody wants, you're you're out of luck. If you don't go with the digital currency, how are you going to buy and sell? Now I'm not saying that that is the mark of the beast. I wouldn't presume that. I think the mark of the beast is something else and it's already here. You've got people who have the mark of the beast and you've got people who don't have it right now. But still, the, like I said, what's to stop evil from taking a page out of revelation and using that as their playbook? I I think that's, that's quite a, a viable concept. Um, so you got this digital currency. If, if I choose not to participate in that,
1: how am I going to do business? No, you, I mean, that's 100% accurate. I, I mean, I look, I'm thinking about it in uh, my personal life, and people that I know um, outside of the show community are always asking me, like, well, what's going to happen? This is why I've had a lot of these conversations with Wide Awake Jim, because he's studying all the, the real documents coming out of the Bank for International Settlements and all the folks that are actually putting the system into place. You know, what's going to happen to my 401k? What's going to happen to money I have in an IRA? What's going to happen to my savings account, my checking account, my CDs? Um, you know, all this stuff. I, I I don't really know. I mean, I've studied a lot of it. I don't know the answer. I mean, I know they can destroy any money you've saved up anyway through inflation. They could turn your $100,000 Into the buying power of twenty five thousand dollars tomorrow. If they want to do it, they control the system. They can do whatever they want. They control the interest rates. They can do whatever they want. So that's where I'm trying to help people figure out how, as my wife and I are trying to do, how you get ahead of this. Like what? What? Maybe you need to turn your cash into I don't know bottled water. Some something you can trade. Uh, a year or two from now if they go to cbdc because what's going to happen i mean you're going to eventually be corralled into that system and then we know because they openly talk about it if you're not going to behave then it's going to be turned off or people always say are they going to allow me to buy uh, ammo at the gun shop i said never mind that are they going to allow the gun shop to buy ammo are they going to allow the manufacturer yeah, yeah. of the ammo to buy metal to make the bullets? I mean, that's how CBDC works. They can cut off entire supply chains uh, all the way up the uh, entire um, chain of manufacturing, all the way to the top. This is plays right into the original Technocracy Incorporated documents out of the 1920s and 1930s. Technocracy is one the science of social engineering uh, engineering people into the system and then it's two the complete and total systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services well how do you control the means of production and distribution of goods and services without having to let's say control every manufacturing plant which basically they already do uh you control the monetary system in a way where you can turn off people all the way up the supply chain from buying and selling. That's total control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. I mean, that that is total control. That's how you do it. If you can't spend your money at the local farmer where you want to buy organic vegetables and you don't have something you can barter with them, they're not going to sell it to you. And, you know, people say all the time, well, you know, they're not going to take CBDC. Well, guess what? My local tree hugging hippie liberal local farmer that I buy organic stuff from, guys, she's got a square reader. She'll take your credit card right there. I mean people adopt the technology within a matter of a year or two if it's going to cost them money. So if it and and like I've said to people with the majority of independents that are left, they're really the ones that are going to resist because the corporations won't resist. They're part of the system the independents, as soon as they get an email or text message from Square tomorrow, which is like the largest credit card processor for independent businesses, and it says, hey, tomorrow you could start accepting CBDC, and somebody shows up with their Visa card or their debit card, uh, Visa debit or credit or MasterCard, and they can spend CBDC that way, which is the plan. I've shown the technology. They're already working on it. Then, all of a sudden, everybody accepts CBDC, and now you show up with a pocket full of you know fiat paper dollars and they laugh at those if those were outlawed two weeks ago dude what are you doing with those things you know so uh, like i think walk, it's like walk
0: it's like paying your bill with confederate money <laughs> it's just like, nobody's gonna take that <laughs> that stuff went out a hundred and some years ago you
1: know so, <laughs> no, it's uh, great. it's but, great it's great it's great that you say that because that's the same thing that i'm getting to the point of saying to the audience it's like Pulling out your constitution. And people laugh at that because I, I, I'm like, you know, our country or that form of government was conquered a long time ago. That's the same thing as pulling out, you know, the founding docu- documents of the uh, Confederacy. Going, well, this is what I abide by. People just laugh and they go, what are you talking about? We don't live under that system anymore.
0: Well, I, I think that, you know, when you, you, you get down to these things, I mean, this this, this hybridization of people, that didn't work out so good the first time. Uh, and I don't think it's going to work out good this time, but I mean, this, this idea of dehumanizing people uh, to the point to where they're no longer fully human, they're part machine, they're part human. Um, they're enhanced or taken over. however you want to put that, um, you know, I, I think that is evil. Uh, is, is that going to be the, the sign of the end? I don't know. We, we, we don't know. I mean, it, the, the One of the things that Dr. Heiser points out and points out really well is that, you know, prophecy concerning the first coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah, was cryptic. And in other words, there's no place in the Old Testament where you can go and it spells it out, where God spells out the timetable. Okay, at this particular time in the history of Israel, uh, you're going to have the Messiah come this date. You know, watch it. Set your calendar. We're going to do it. Uh, there's there's lots of little scattered places throughout Old Testament uh, prophecy that uh, now looking back 2,000 years, we can see it. But uh-huh. it wasn't spelled out clearly at that time. And I think right. the end times scriptures dealing with the end of the end of time, what we're looking forward towards, not forward to, forward towards, yeah. Um that you know, it's it's kind of deliberately cryptic as well because you know, I mean, no doubt if 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 he said, okay, like on uh, you know March twenty third of uh, twenty forty six, Jesus is coming back. Well, we'd all take a long nap until then, and in the last week, we'd all get real busy. So, put a new coat of paint on the church so it looks good when he gets here. Uh, I think you know, you know, our business, our business isn't to know these things. Our business is to do what we're told, and where we're told. Go and make disciples, convert people to Christianity, you know, show them that there's a God who loves them and who cares about them in the midst of a, of, of where you have governments and people who don't care, who actually want to ruin humanity, uh, not make humans as fully human as they could be and, and, and revel in that and be thankful for that. Um, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing the Lord's work until he gets back here. Um, Okay, you still oh. there? I've got somebody peeping
1: oh. in. Oh, okay. No, I was that's wondering okay. what the problem
0: is. It's, it's a call I do not even want to take right now. So, no, I, but I just well, don't there, want is the it, beeps to mess up the, the broadcast.
1: Is it the Antichrist calling? Him? Yeah, it was is it the Antichrist? <laughs> no.